All right, welcome to What Comes Around Podcast. Uh, my name is Jay Arthur. I'm going to be talking to friends and acquaintances about what goes on in the bedroom, uh, out of the bedroom, and beyond. Joining me today is Gray Justice. We're going to be talking about work, work-life balance, and what that means. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, uh, welcome to the podcast, Gray. How's it going? Not too bad. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining. It's uh, it's been a while. I'm I'm sorry that the last one <laughs> that we did didn't end up working. It's but, too bad. Uh, it was a fun yeah, one. Hopefully, <laughs> it was a good one. Uh, hopefully, we can try this again and maybe we can get somewhere. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that so like, yeah. So where where are you working right now? Um. Uh, so well, that, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not gonna give the name of like the company that I work at, but like I'll give a, a general description yeah. of it. So um. I am what's called an employment consultant um, slash job coach. Um, And essentially what I do is I work for a company that um, helps people with mental disabilities, um, like learning disabilities, autism, Down syndrome. Uh, Actually, it's over over like 50% of the folks um, have some form of autism that we work with. Um, so what we do is we okay. go out, wow. we find them jobs, and then we help coach them in these roles to be successful. Um, so, so what I do actually like really ties in well to the topic. I feel uh, work life balance. My job is all about finding people work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How long have you been there? Oh, gee, I think it's about six months now. Six, seven months. Right around there. So so not too long, but like long enough where like, you know, have a feel of like what I'm doing and like what is expected in company culture. Yeah. Did you, sp- when you went to school, did was this anything that you specialized in at all? Or is this something that like, how, how did you, would you say that you like qualify for this job or was it more of this is an availability, you know, I'm something I could do. You know, like what, well, what? What was it for you? Well, Jay, um, this type of job, I, I would suggest about anybody with a high level of patience qualifies for it, um, and that's meant to be a little funny and also, but at the same time, it's true because um, you're working with people um, who are not uh, what's the term like cognitive normal norm. You, you know what I'm saying? People like you or me, yeah, uh, yeah. like um, quote unquote like normal functioning brains. You know, uh, who are used to being flexible and like you know, able to take like to a varying degrees, like levels of like constructive criticism. Um, so a lot of these people that we work with, uh, they're very, they're a lot more rigid. They need to be a certain way for them. Otherwise they could have a meltdown. So like, you know, patience is a huge factor in what I do. Um, which is funny cause I don't always have the most patience, but like <laughs> I'll try. Um, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. So like how I found it, I was in a line of work that I hated. So, um, uh, I was in collections. Um, so actually, let me go a bit further back. Because you asked, like, did I qualify for this position? So um, let me just say, like, I went to school for like, business right, yeah. and marketing. Um, so I uh-huh. guess that this ties in a little bit to the marketing side where you go and you have to, like, you know, um, ag- advocate a- advocate right. on, like, behalf of your, uh, your, your client or your participant um, to, like, get them a, a position. Um, in the job description itself, they were, uh, looking for people that had studied, uh, what's it, what's that called? 
study of um, it's a soft science. It's not sociology. Like social studies or not social studies, but a um, lot of people that don't get into so like uh, like the nursing field they'll go for this instead. It's psychology, maybe. I think it's psychology. They're looking for folks. Sociology. With, I think with psychology. psychology I think okay. with psychology. They're looking for folks with like degrees in psychology, which I didn't have, or if you have experience working with people with uh, mental disabilities. Um. Mm-hmm. So what I uh, what I did, and I don't really have like that much experience aside from like you know a job at the gym where like a couple of folks would come in with mental disabilities and like work out. I would talk with them, so I just kind of hammed it up, made it seem like I had a large lot larger role um helping those folks right. work yeah. out than i really yeah. did um we, i mean you know whatever right yeah i mean like that's you know part of the the game we play we all have to like bullshit our way through like you know interviews sometimes to uh you know get for get what, what we're going for um mm-hmm. so i would say yes and no like i qualified for it but at the same time not exactly what they were looking for but i think they needed people badly enough that they were over like willing to overlook it um and yeah, so in school, this isn't anything that I studied. Um, not anything I was really super passionate about either. But I think like what really drew me to it, again, going back to what I was working previously, collections, like it was such a shitty time. Uh, just, you know, just a shitty line of work, dealing with shitty people, right, yeah. um, just all around, like not fun. So like, I was looking for something that made my soul happy. Um, so I thought, well, That's like, good. why yeah. why don't I do like a complete 180? Um, and do something where uh-huh. like, I feel like I'm putting good into the world. So uh, that's right. So instead of collections where you're making everyone hate you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's the opposite. Exactly. Okay. Uh, which is, yeah. was that yeah. nice uh, breath of fresh air. All right. And so you've, so you did collections and you've done this job. Mm-hmm. How many, how many jobs have you had out of college? Out of college, uh, and then what? Florida. What degree did you graduate? Like, was it a um, what? What level of education did you have? Yeah, um, so like right out of college, like um, initially, like it was just general um, business administration. Didn't really specialize in anything because, like, I was too lazy to go and like you know do the extra requirements for it. And I was like, no, fuck this, I'm done. Like, it's not fun no more. <laughs> I just want to yeah. leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know how it goes. Um, and it wasn't until later where, like, you know, I was oh, yeah. looking at my life. I'm like, well, I should probably, like, specialize in something if I actually want to do something. Uh, so, like, right out of college, I think maybe if I had, like, four jobs now. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and how how many years have you been out of college now? That's a good question. Uh, four, maybe? Let's see. How old am I? Four, okay. Yeah, about four or five now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you've had about one, like an average of like one. Yeah. One yeah. Essentially. Jobs um, per year. Yeah. So like what, what it broke down to is like yeah. right out of college, like moved back to my hometown as a lot of people do. If you don't like, you know, plan shit out. Um, right. So I just needed a job. Right. So like I, I ended up working like in front desk at a, right. at a hotel, which was, uh, I got lucky. I um, started, like, working at the end of the busy season, so, like, a lot of the time I was just, like, sitting around playing my Switch, waiting for people to, like, show and to, like, check in, which was kind of <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Weird-ass people there, though, like, that I worked with. Uh, oh, I, I like them for the most part, but they were, like, some interesting people. Uh, so I, I only did that one for about, I think it was less than a year, because uh, they didn't have me full-time. Um, so I was, like, job 
hunting um, for other stuff too. Then I ended up finding something else actually at a YMCA, uh, which started off as like a front desk position, but like um, grew. It's like a very small crew. So like it grew to do like so much more. Um, and that's the job I stayed at for like maybe two or three years, I think. Um, c- collections okay. was, I think I made it four months. <laughs> Decided I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. What did you, why did you do collections? Uh, I, I needed a job. So like I got lucky. Um, not trying to incriminate myself here, but like, you know, I was uh, collecting <laughs> unemployment while doing, um, online classes, which, you know, is okay. a no, no, but like, I figured there's so many people, they're not going to bother checking on like one little person, which they didn't. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, yeah, so then, like, the unemployment stuff was, like, starting to run out, and I had started, like, feeling bad about it anyway, and, like, you know, like, I could be out, like, getting a job, or, like, you know, sit around for, like, a couple more weeks and still, like, collect this, should probably find a job instead, uh, so I, like, I played around, um, and initially, like, it lo- it looked really good on paper. Like, the position looked good on paper. I hated the fact that it was collections, but, like, they were advertising, uh, like, $25 an hour, which I thought, you know, that's, like, nothing to, like, you know, sneeze at. And there's, like, incentives yeah. on top of that. Yeah. Um, and furthermore, mm-hmm. it was for a, uh, a, like, a management trainee. So it sounded like they wanted to, like, get somebody in there, train them up into, like, a management position. So I thought... Well, shit, like, right. I do have management experience, so, like, I could, like, probably throw that in there. Um, looks like maybe, like, a good way to make some money, so I went for it, and it just, like, a, a rug pull, you know? Um, so, yeah. I think, well, you don't have, like, collection experiences or experience, so we're going to, like, you know, start you off, I think, was at, like, 17 an hour, um, 18, oh, so, like, yeah. you know, just, like, automatically a $7 per hour, like, pay cut, which is, like, you know, that's, that's a big deal. Um, then furthermore, like as soon as I started, like there was really no sign of like wanting to, that they showed of wanting to like, you know, train me up into like a management position. They just wanted me to like, uh, be on like the collection side. Um, I guess it's called like account representative, just like all day you're calling mm-hmm. people saying that they owe money. Um, and there was like no, you know, nothing beyond that, no extra training, no like talk about it. So like I got uh, you know, fed up pretty quickly and decided that I couldn't, I couldn't stay there. And I actually, um, how how it went down, how I quit is I was drinking the night before. I think it was a Saturday. It was a Sunday with uh with my roommate. Um, and I had talked yeah. like for a couple of like weeks, like man, I just gotta like quit this job. I just gotta be done with it. And uh, he, he said, well, you know, you're always saying that. So you're actually going to do it this time. And like, you know, that's funny. Cause like, you know, I guess I, I do tend to like talk a lot and like, like it hasn't really been until recently where I start following through with stuff. Um, you know, it's just right. like hoping that the yeah. universe aligns, like that really doesn't happen. Like you gotta, you gotta make stuff happen. Um, right. Exactly. So I was, uh, you know, just sitting there after he said that and I'm like, well, when I wake up tomorrow, Depending on how I'm feeling, I either quit or I'll go in. Um, and I woke up, I laid in bed, I thought about it for like a good 30 minutes, and I'm like, this is a really shitty job. I, I think I'm done. So I just like, I... Did you... Sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so did you put in your two weeks or did you just say... I'm I'm quitting, I'm not coming That's back. what I did. I just put, uh, I sent him an email, I'm quitting, I'm not coming back. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. And that's funny that you ask about the two weeks because, like, you know, we're talking, like, work-life balance. Um, and it's, uh-huh. like, a very, like, huge cultural thing, I think. 
where people are saying, oh, you need to put in your two weeks. You know, you need to right. give notice. Yeah. And that's bullshit. Right. You know, yes. like, yeah, they will I, drop yeah, you just I like agree. that. You know, they'll drop you just like that. Mm. Um, they don't yeah. give a fuck. So, like, why should I care about, like, a yeah. company that, like, you know, yeah. you know, promised me all these things and then, like, didn't uh, follow through with any of it? Through. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, through. I'm just like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm done. Um, and I didn't have a job lined up at the time. Like, I, I had a feeling I was going to get the current position that I that I have now. But it still wasn't guaranteed. But I, I didn't care. Like, <laughs> I couldn't work there one more day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's so, so accurate to how our generation operates too, where it's like, I think we're, we're realizing how Mm. little value we really have in an organization in, in a, not necessarily, I mean, yeah, not not necessarily in like a financial sense, but in a purpose sense. Like organizations don't they don't care about you as the person. It's so clear that yeah. the financial responsibility and the bottom dollar and the bottom line is so much more important to them than the actual individual. So you know, it's funny that you bring that up because like even like at places that are like you know nonprofits and like do do good work, um, like the current position that I have, you know, like uh-huh. it, it's still like that at the higher level, like at the organization, like they want you to like, you know, be able to bill for a certain amount of hours um, so that they, the organiza- organization can get money. Um, and they don't necessarily like care how you get those hours. So, you know, there we go again. It's all about like the financial bottom line. It's not anymore about like, you know, you as a person or even your participants, um, like, sure, like, you know, they still want you to care about them. But, like, what's important, what is most important is that we make that company some damn money. Yeah, it's... Um, it's very interesting how that's so clear, the goal of these organizations, but they don't ever admit right. it. They don't, they don't really talk about the fact that if certain things aren't done or if, if things are even done, if it doesn't affect their financial positioning, they really don't care. You know, in your situation where you're, you're doing something where you're, you're benefiting people with disabilities Mm. who couldn't do things necessarily on their own. So, so the, the, the you know the purpose of the company is to provide services to people that can't do things without their assistance right. but but the financial you know value and and need is still so clear and yet most of the time they don't advertise it that way right they say oh you know we're we're here to help other people all that but then when you go back to it their requests of you and their expectations right, yeah. of you are entirely based on the financial and not the personal growth aspect. And we have had people that I'm sure were like, you know, fine job coaches that like had that personal like relationship with like the people that they helped. We've had like uh, people yeah. uh, like be fired because they're not like hitting their like hours like consistently. Uh-huh. Um, right. 
which again shows you that like you know they're they're more focused on the money. It doesn't matter if like you know this is like the only job coach that like a participant will work with. Um, it, it, it doesn't matter, you know. It's uh, he's yeah. he's costing them money, so yeah. he's he's got to go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's interesting because then it defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Right. Of the goal of the organization. Right. Yeah. Which yeah, I don't know. It's like such a. Uh, a messy, complicated, like, system that, like, you know, we have created in, like, you know, our uh, our modern society where, like, everything is so money-focused. Um, and I, I still want to say, like, at the individual level, like, the lower level, like, where I am in the organization that, uh, you know, everybody is there because they want to help. It's not until you start going, like, higher up and you're, like, more removed from, like, you know, the groundwork um, where, like, you, you stop really, like, seeing um, what's important. Right. So... But now you starting this job here, what was it that drew you to working at this place versus any other availability that could have been open to you? Uh, I think a big part of it. I think you mentioned a little bit before. Yeah, yeah. Um, And like just to elaborate a little bit, uh, at the time that I was like, you know, looking for like something else, I was like talking to like one of my friends who, uh, you know, made a comment that like, um, and he works in like the uh, the service industry. I believe he works in a restaurant. Um, and he was talking that like you know he's looking for volunteer work because what he does doesn't make him feel like very good. Doesn't make him feel fulfilled. Uh, so I was looking for something that like kind of made me feel fulfilled. So like you know two birds with stone to get paid and do like social work, like you know volunteer work. Um, why not just like knock it out, roll it into like a one a two for one deal. Um, so like, that's kind of why this mm-hmm. one, like really stuck out to me opposed to other positions. Um, and you know, you know, it, uh, it kind of like filled that void for a little bit. Um, but like inevitably when you, when you're summer for like long enough, like, you know, it gets stagnant, it gets a little boring. So then you like, you start to think, Oh, what, what else is out there? Which is a uh, kind of where I am right now. Um, so w- we'll see like, uh, Maybe I'm just not meant to stay at places much longer than like a year. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And so so that brings me up to the another kind of question yes. is what generation are you? Are you like Gen Z, you know, uh millennial whatever? I think I'm a millennial. I think is that okay. what you were to are you Gen Z? Yeah, I'm I'm millennial. Okay. I'm like, I'm kind of on the border, but I am. Yeah, it's like you I, look at I different most, like sources. Yeah. consider me. Yeah, there's like different yeah, like sources that do different like dates, but. Yeah, because I think the cutoff for millennials is ninety five, ninety six, okay. and then Gen Z is usually ninety six, ninety seven. Okay, and you were ninety six. I'm ninety six. All right, cool, yeah, yeah, ninety five. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, just like right at the. Yeah. Which is right at the cusp. Which is too bad because like bad. everybody likes to shit on millennials, but like you know we're we're, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're trying our best out here. You know we yeah. inherited a broken system and a voice that it's broken, and now it's our fault for some reason that like uh-huh. you know uh, it's a ruined economy. Yeah. So so your your reason for switching jobs and uh, mine sort of in a way also mm-hmm. is there is clearly something else out there and it doesn't i i don't know how it is for you but for me it, like it doesn't make sense to stay in one place or one organization yeah. when i know that i have the ability and there's 
there's so much i mean there's the unemployment is crazy right now it's not hard to get a job and so it's like you know if i if i can get a job wherever i want to why not take that risk yeah why not see what that's like because hey you know i have so much there's there's enough life for me to live unless something bad right right that i might as well experience different things because if i don't i won't experience it and you know then i'll die (laughs) you know right yeah um for no i absolutely agree with that like you know talking about like the work-life balance um uh-huh. Why would we want to go to like the same like place of work for like you know sixty years? Um, right. Yeah. And either like sit in an office or like manufacture whatever, or you know do whatever for like you know sixty years until like you know retirement if you're lucky. Um, you know that's not living. Um, that's that's just working. And there's nothing right. wrong with work. I mean, like obviously you need work to survive, uh, to make money so you could go out and do stuff but um why would you like swear loyalty to like one place when they don't care yeah and i think it's also important for your just your mind yeah you challenge yourself expand your horizons absolutely exactly yeah because i mean i don't know how how you were when you were unemployed but for me when i've had long breaks off of work my mind kind of just seems like it turns into jelly. A yeah, bit. absolutely. Um, you try you, to build up. You need, a, yeah. You, you need something to keep your mind active in sometimes a, a dull or menial sense because life seems a little more unreal if you're constantly kind of just doing whatever you want. To do. Right. It's like a, it's like a yin yang type of a thing. I mean, like you need to yeah, be able exactly. to like, appreciate the leisure times for like having like you know time that like you know you're busy studying or working you know um uh-huh. otherwise it's just like meaningless um yeah. but yeah absolutely like I, I feel that about like the brain turning to jelly when we had our pandemic uh-huh. um luckily i got like my employment like really early on so i don't have to go out and like search for a job during it um right but what that turned into was like me sleeping until noon going on a walk, <laughs> coming back to play video games while smoking, uh, then repeating the whole thing for months on yeah. end. Then it got to the point where, like, <laughs> I need to do something. That's, like, I decided to, like, you know, go and, like, uh, take classes right. yeah. to specialize in marketing. Um, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it was a wasted year. <laughs> How many hours do you work a week? Oh, yeah. So um, I guess, like, technically, like, on, on paper, it's, like, 40. Um, and uh-huh. so this is, like, an interesting job um, because, like, you go to your appointments and, of course, you got, like, documentation to do and whatnot. But that can all be done from home, the documentation. Uh, we do have, like, right. an office building, but, uh, like, I haven't been there in, like, a month. Um, I know a lot of other people, mm-hmm. like, don't go there very often. Um, unless like, you know, you need like a different environment to like work in. Um, but yeah, so like how many hours do I work each week? Um, again, on paper, 40, um, realistically, probably like 30 or less. Um, okay. even when I'm working, it's like kind of just like standing there yeah, cause sometimes, watching somebody work. Yeah, sometimes when you're at Yeah, playing on my phone, right. like yeah. talking to them. Yeah. Um, so it's not hard uh-huh. work. Um, it's just like frustrating sometimes when you're trying to like 
coach somebody. <laughs> they, they do it their way instead of like the way their right, their employer yeah. wants. Um, but yeah, it's 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 uh-huh. not too bad. And I like I kind of built my schedule because a lot of the people that I have, like I don't need to be like with them all the time. So it's like a lot of check-ins. So like I kind of build my schedule. So like I more or less have, usually have like Friday off by twelve o'clock. Oh, cool. Okay, so you do you kind of do four full days of work, and then you have like a half day on. Yeah, days. yeah. Okay, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's that. So that do you in the, in your other jobs were you working forty hours a week, like you know Monday through Friday, or what were your other work? Yeah, so uh, the one before this, the uh, the collections. Um, it was uh, let's see, not a nine till five, but like an eight thirty until five thirty. Um, be- yeah. When that was that five days a week? Yeah, five days a week. Oh, all right, so yeah. Oh my god! But like, then they wow. wanted you coming in like once, like once a month on a Saturday for like a half shift. Um, then you could like leave like early on like another day, but like it, it just was not good. Um, and like I said, it was eight thirty to like five thirty. So like, do the math. That's nine hours a day. Um, they gave you an hour for lunch, but it wasn't paid. Uh, but like honestly, like I don't uh-huh. want to like take an hour of lunch just to go back and have to like you know work a bunch. Just like let me work through it and let me yeah. go home. Um, yeah. So that schedule is not great. Um, not my favorite. Um, and so you were working. You were working like forty-five hours a week at least, so more than forty hours. A week. Yeah. And then um, they did. They require you to work on the weekend as well. They didn't require it, but it was like high. I, they essentially required it. They said it's up to you, but like if you said yeah. no, they'd be like, "Oh." But if you don't do it, then you're right. Yeah, and then like you know, <laughs> then like probably get written up than anything else. So yeah, that was yeah. yeah. Uh, the job before that was wow. forty hours a week at the YMCA, uh, but that one wasn't too bad uh, for like one reason. Like I worked with like a bunch of my friends, so I was just getting paid to like hang out uh, often right, enough. Yeah. We would go back and like smoke. It wasn't like actually smoke. It was like a vape <laughs> pen, um, like a like a marijuana uh-huh. vape, um, and like the back office, right. um, which was kind of fun, uh, you know, just because you know you're there with your buddies. It's like you, it's uh-huh. it's an easy job, um, for the most part, right? Yeah. Um, then also yeah. the other thing that was nice is like I had like four or five different positions there, different hats that I wore, um, so it was like cool. a little different like each day. Um, and even like with the different positions, it's all easy work. A lot of it was just like sitting around swiveling in my chair. Um, <laughs> um, and the branch director thought I was fantastic. I'm like, I'm, I'm really not, but thank you. <laughs> oh, that's great. So you, do you feel like, I mean, with the, with a YMCA job, mm-hmm. it was, there was work work but you were kind of hanging out with your friends right anyway. yeah so, so like, probably i i assume that wasn't a high stress job no it was like such a low like stress environment um the worst right. thing that would happen is we'd have like crazy homeless people come in and like you'd have to kick them out but you, you get used to it right yeah 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 but so then like compared to let's say your current job or the collections one how was your stress? How how is your stress level for the current job that you have? And then how was it with the collections job? So collections, um, that was more so stressful because it was an awful job. Um, 
it what was nice about that though is like you know at the end of the day you're done like you're not worrying about it uh the job that i have right now um you know you you kind of take it home with you um so like you're always like you no know, worried is your participant right. going to like remember to like you know you know bring his hat to work um to you know for the next shift because if not he's going to get like written up um or like you no know, let me check my phone right now let me check my emails because usually like you know well into the night we'll get an email okay don't have one right now, but it's not uncommon. It is not uncommon for people to like text <laughs> in the middle of the night or like send an email in the middle right. of the night, like, "Hey, I need coverage. Can anybody help?" Um, and when I first started, like, I was all about that, like helping right. out. Uh, then, like, then I noticed a pattern. It's um, uh-huh. you know, Mondays and Fridays, a lot of people uh-huh. tend to get sick out of appointments. <laughs> you know, it's pretty convenient. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so then you always yeah. like, you know, but like, you know. And that's like you know a little stressful sometimes, especially if they're on your team, um, your direct team. You don't uh-huh. want to like seem like an asshole, and like you do have availabilities. So like, well, fuck, I guess I'll go. Um, but it's not too <laughs> stressful for the most part. Yeah. Um, it's like a little confusing, like learning all like the red tape, like laws and whatnot. But uh, you know, my managers have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. They they basically have told me, you know what, just like hit your hours, show up to your appointments, and you'll be fine. Um, and like they're right. I'm sure there's a bunch yeah. of stuff that I'm missing on the paper paper trail end. Um, but it doesn't seem to be like a huge issue right now. So, do you feel like your ability? Do you feel like you have ability to have a good amount of free time, or at least time to kind of you know get your mind off of things when you're off of work? Or do you feel like it's a constant thing? Like how does how does that kind of factor into it for this one? Yeah, so, um, you know, usually a couple times a week, like, it, it works up pretty well with for me, because, uh, like, I'll have, like, like a two-hour gap between, like, appointments, um, so I can just, like, go off and do, okay. like, shop, shopping, um, and mind you, this is while I'm still on the clock. They would prefer if I clocked out, mm-hmm. but they, they can't prove nothing, so I'm not going to. Right, um, especially, <laughs> exactly, especially yeah. if I'm already hitting yeah. all of their like their things. You know, my man, my direct like manager, uh-huh. like he knows how it works, so like he doesn't like care. It's like the people above him that will start getting like, all like all prickly pear about it. Um, yeah. So it's nice that like I can find time of the day to like go and like you no know, find like a new coffee shop or like you no know, go to like Goodwill uh-huh. or like um, go to the gym. Um, and then honestly, like on weekends, um. You know, I, I find myself kind of bored sometimes, um, unless like I've like really? made plans. Okay. Yeah, because oh, like yeah, yeah, it's because like I'm so yeah. used to like going to all these places and just like kind of like moving around throughout the day that like when I have time to actually sit and like reflect, I'm like I should be doing something. I need to be doing something. I wish it's something I'm working <laughs> on. Like I gotta like learn to like just like sa- I guess like savor the moment, you know. Um, instead of like uh-huh. you know, stressing about not doing something because like everybody needs time to defrag. Yeah. Um, the other side though, like uh, as far as like stress for this job goes, I have had like occurrences recently, like participants that I've been working with a lot. That like, I'll start like having dreams where I'm at work with them. Uh, then I'll wake up. I'm like, you know, oh, like, no. like fuck, man. Like, I was with you like three hours today. Like, I would like my sleep to be my own. I don't need to be coaching you in my in my right. dreams. 
Um, <laughs> but honestly, it's not too bad. And I got lucky with like the people that I have. They're super sweet. Their families are like super nice. It's uh, it's not too bad for right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. That's all. That's like it sounds like that's a that's a pretty good work work life balance going on right there. Yeah, no, it it is. Um, and some people find ways to like ruin that. We've got a guy on our team. That for whatever reason, um, he like tries to like bill above and beyond like what is expected. I think he feels like a special boy doing it, which like more power to him. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then you know inevitably like you know and he likes to talk. So, like whenever he'll catch you in the office, he'll always talk about how much he's been working and like how he doesn't have a work life balance. Uh-huh. Um. And like I don't necessarily like doubt it, but like that's on him. Like he's not expected to be <laughs> to be doing this. A lot of the people that go above and beyond, right. like they'll like choose to work on weekends, um, and, like stuff like that, and they don't have to. You know, it's not expected of them. Like it's probably actually preferable if they don't, um, but they decide to do it anyway, which is great for them. But also, like, why would you do it? I guess. Yeah. I guess better. How long has that person been working there? I think a year, probably like a year and a half. No, it was the year when I started. Yeah. So about a year and a half. Uh, so like he probably initially wow. started trying to like prove his worth. And he probably just like felt like a special uh-huh. boy, like getting more hours than everybody else. And you, you don't necessarily get paid more. Like if you get like more billable hours. Uh-huh. Um, really? Right. Yeah. Like if you can prove that you worth like over like you're like you're allotted 40 like you can but like a lot of people go over without actually going over their billable hours um it's kind of funky how it works like you can bill for like more time than you actually have done it uh because it's on like a, a quarter system right. so like you know the lowest you will bill is like you know for 20 or for 15 minutes 0.25 or 20 <laughs> yeah well, yeah like you know for 15 okay. minutes um even if it only took like two minutes yeah uh so you know that's how a lot of people are able to go above and beyond and like you know be special and i'm not i'm not trying to do i'm just trying to do the, the bare minimum <laughs> with no complaints mind you like, i'm not trying to get no complaints just trying to like you know do as little as i can and just call it good yeah do you feel like you have at least, or really at all of your jobs, do you feel like you're one of those people that kind of has work friends or like a work family? Or are you kind of someone that kind of like stays away from that, kind of just does the work <laughs> and leaves or what? Uh, hmm. It's a good question. I guess it's like different for each place, you know? Um, so at the YMCA uh-huh. job, like, it started off where I just wanted to do, like, my work and, like, leave. But, like, the people that I worked with were so fucking interesting. Um, they got to the point where, like, you know, I really like uh-huh. you guys. Like, I guess you're my work family now. Uh, later, like, down the line, like, it got to the point where, like, I would have a birthday. And then, like, my uh, immediate, like, you no know, supervisor, like, she uh, got, like, really excited for it. She made people give her money so she could give me, like, a gift certificate for, like, a, uh, like a tap house in town. Um, like cooked me like a taco, oh, nice. like lunch and whatnot, uh, potluck thing, which was really, like really cool. Um, so like, yeah, like, I, I guess I like that. At the next job, the collections job, um, I I just like did what I had to do. Then I just like took off. <laughs> Wasn't trying to like, you know, be all buddy buddy. And like a lot of them like, <laughs> were, like you know, like 
right. women in their the forties or fifties, fat, all smoked. I'm like, I just got nothing in common with y'all. Like, you know, I don't want to be here. Right. Yeah. Um, and this one, yeah, I feel like I wish I knew a lot of the people that I worked with better. But because it's such like an isolated job where like uh-huh. you're off doing your own thing on your own schedule, you don't really get that opportunity. Like my manager will check in like once a week, um, which is nice because one, he doesn't like micromanage and two, it's nice if I have any questions. Um, and he's super cool. Uh, I, I've gotten it out like after I quit this yeah. job, I want to stay in contact with him. And there's a bunch of other like uh, employment okay. consultants that I've uh, you know, like, you know, seen around or like, you know, shadowed when I started that, I, you know, they're cool. I wish I got to know them better, but just due to the nature of like, uh, what okay. I do, like, I don't really have that opportunity. Have you found that the places that you like working at, you also enjoy connecting with those people that also work there? Yeah, I think so. I that makes that, like a, in my, yeah. 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 And I think yeah. like, um, I've, yeah. You know, you're going to hate a place less um, if you like the people there. Um, like, for me, like, uh-huh. the biggest yeah. things for me, yeah. like, when I go into interviews, like, well, do you have any questions? I'm like, what is the culture like here? Because um, I'm trying mm-hmm. to, like, figure out, like, you know, like, are people, like, do they like being here? Are, like, people, like, you no know, hostile, like, backstabbing? Are, you know, they friendly and outgoing? So, like, I need to know <laughs> right. if the people yeah. want to be there. And if the uh-huh. people want to be there, they're going to be kind to each other and ensure, like, they're going to be welcoming to, like, new people. So, like, yeah, absolutely. I need to like the people. Otherwise, like, and honestly, at this job right now, even though, like, I enjoy it right now, um, I'm, like, at the point where, like, I'm uh-huh. looking for, like, new 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 opportunities and like the only hesitancy that i have right. is that i really like my manager and i know that we're super short staffed and i don't want to fuck him uh-huh. over <laughs> yeah i yeah i, I mean I i'm sure yeah yeah you know how that goes i had the i had the same uh view with my the last job i had was i really liked the manager i worked with uh-huh and we were we were extremely short staffed yeah so I I definitely feel bad about that. Right, yeah. But um but I'm also like, you know, I Right, it's I your life, you know. It's great experiences. Yeah, it's my 100%. life. hundred uh, percent. I know that there's really wonderful experiences for me to have out there. And so that the the knowing of better experiences, or at least, or at least I shouldn't say better, but different experiences was a huge impact on me eventually deciding to leave my yeah job. and like and the the thing about that one is like i don't even think it if in the future things you know i end up deciding that this experience or whatever is not what i want i would be more than happy to go back at that job like that's that's the first job i think i've ever worked at where i legitimately would not mind at all working there again. Right. No, that's cool. Um, yeah. And yet I also, I don't, I wouldn't say I have much regrets leaving it, but I also have no, like, um, yeah, like, no like, yeah, like negative like feelings like yeah. against it. No, right, uh, exactly. Yeah. And like, I think that's like a, a difficult like position for a lot of people where like, you know, they, they like it. So they feel like they have, they're like obligated to stay. Um, uh-huh. But like, you know, you said it like really well, where like there's other experiences to be had. 
Um, so like, why would you like, you know, exactly. tie yourself down? You know, it's, you know, it, it, it's your life. Uh-huh. That company does not own you. Um, and that's something that I like, I right. had to like recently learn, uh, especially at the collections job. Like, uh-huh. you know, I'm like, well, they just hired me. I'd feel like really bad, but like, they don't own me, you know, it, it, it's my life. No. And like, I have a right to find other employment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, uh, I've, so I've been out of school now for, let's see, 20, 70. So more than a little more than four years. All right. And I have worked at, I think, let's see. I worked, I've, this is my, I'm starting my, let's see. Uh, I think I'm starting my fifth, Fifth job? Fifth? Fifth job, I think. Yeah. Okay. Those are my fifth job now. So I've, and that's, you know, after four years. So I've kind of, I've pretty much done an average of one job a year. Yeah, yeah. The last place uh, I was at for two years. Uh, the first two jobs I had, I was there for like six months each. The second, th- the third job I had was for a year. And then this fourth job was for two years. So I do have a question on uh, that, though. Like, so, w- w- is it all within like the same, yeah. like, uh, the same field or like was it a person it's all in the or? same field okay gotcha but it's i mean it's uh i i don't know i want to say it's all in the same field it's it's all different specialties in the same field oh, okay that's cool so so none of none of the plate like i haven't worked at one place and then worked at the next place where I was doing the same thing. Okay, I gotcha. It was the same kind of same job title, but nothing that I did was really the, was the same gotcha. really as other places. I mean, there was some stuff that, you know, was similar with any job, but there's a lot of stuff that was not the same at all. Do and I you... think that was a big draw for me. Now this is Yeah. For sure. Sorry. Uh yeah. No, that's so. That's this is cool. the first time that I've actually gone from the same kind of work to another job with the same kind of work. Okay, which is it's interesting because it's it's much more comparable to see how one organization does things versus the other because it's the same job. Uh, so that's kind of it. It's helping me kind of figure out. I think more of what I like about what I'm doing right oh, now. Okay, that's cool. Actually, it's like really important. That I did in my previous job versus what I'm doing now. So it's kind of it's almost a way for me to kind of figure out my own strengths and weaknesses in a specific um, field that I really probably will do for the rest of my life. Okay, unless you know something happens, but I, like most likely. I'll I'll be in this in this field indefinitely. So you, like, I don't I don't see like, myself ever. Going you really enjoy the field, like you don't like foresee in like maybe like thirty years, like you uh deciding you wanted to become like an auto mechanic, and uh you know learning how to do that. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, not necessarily no. like an auto mechanic, I, but just in general, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't ever see yourself like completely like changing yeah, directions, yeah. um, and like picking up new some there's something different. Completely different. Yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some like, 
dreams I have, like dream jobs I have. All right, I gotcha. Which are possible and could happen, but you know, you could say realistically, this is something that I would be okay, right? More than happy to do. All right, cool. And, That's important, and could see myself doing until I retire. You know, which is which is something that I feel I'm I've been lucky enough to have, especially being in the millennial generation because it's we have this we have this known thing that we don't like to stay in jobs for very long. (laughs) Yeah. The only, the only other thing is that we're, we're too young to really be able to figure out what our generation wants to do for jobs. You know, we don't, we don't know yet if we're going to be in a certain job field or category for, you know, 10 plus years because we haven't even been old enough to be able to have worked for 10 plus years. That's true. And I I mean, I think maybe the, I think the earliest, maybe like the earliest uh, millennials could be in that. Right. So yeah, I think the earliest, I think for the the earlier ones are like thirties or forties. Yeah. And I think you're right. And like, yeah. And especially because like in this, um, you know, this era that we're in, like technology is like expanding so rapidly. So, like, it's changing, like, everything. Uh-huh. You know, certain jobs that people think that they could have, like, might be, like, obsolete. Oh. Uh, when... Oh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Just my, uh, my, my roommate opening the door. Um... <laughs> uh, actually, if you're cool with that, yeah. hold that thought. I'm going to grab a drink really quick. So, okay. So, yeah, um. What were you talking about? You know, that's it's a good question. I lost my train of thought when uh, my <laughs> my uh, my room door, which was closed, was suddenly opened on me. Who knows what I was doing in here? Um, <laughs> I <I'm... laughs> yeah, I could have been oh, doing like um, a whole like Han- No, no, it wasn't Hannibal Lecter, but who's the guy that like it was? Was it a Hannibal Lecter thing? Like put on lipstick dress as a woman, like when you like. You know, there's like a bunch oh, of like memes, like uh, you know, remember. like I'd fuck me, would you fuck me? Uh, shit, some serial killer oh, movie. I haven't. They like seen put that the one. lotion on the skin. Yeah, yeah I think it was, it was a Hannibal Lecter movie. I think. Um, oh yeah, no, that's Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah. <laughs> I could have been doing that, uh, but I wasn't. Um, not yeah. not tonight, anyway. Uh shit. But yeah, what did you ask? Um, something about. So we were talking about changing. Feels. Oh, so um, yeah. So uh, millennials, right? Millennials is sorry. It is uh, nineteen eighty one to nineteen ninety six. Okay, yeah, that's right. I, so like, they are. So technically, yeah. So a forty year old could be a millennial now. Right, which right. Is really crazy. And you were talking about, that, yeah. Yeah, geez. Yeah, considering that, like, you know. Uh, I'm 24. Right. So I'm at 24 through 40 now is the age of millennials. So when when people talk about millennials now, I don't even think they're, you know, the millennial as a term has almost become right. Like okay, well if you're a millennial, then you must be 
20 to 30. That's what millennials are. Right, yeah. Whereas it's, now uh, it's, millennials are, you know, now they're 24 to 40. They're right. Completely so, adults. So when I think. None of them are children anymore, really. I think a lot of times when people like refer to millennials, like it's just like memeing on like, not necessarily like the age group, um, but on like the specific mm-hmm. people that like would go to like a liberal arts college, like a liberal arts degree, and like you know, right. like social yeah. studies yeah. or like women's studies or like you know, art philosophy and like eat avocado toast. So it's you know, it's it's always you shit on those people, which honestly is <laughs> shitty because like you go to a university. You're paying money. Learn whatever the fuck you want to learn. Even if it doesn't get you a job, like, you're still getting that knowledge, that enrichment. Not everything needs to be about, like, you know, being able to get a degree that can make you, like, money. Uh, It's a good thing, absolutely. (laughs) But, you know, it shouldn't be, like, the main focus of learning. Learning should be about, like, learning... Um, expanding mm-hmm. yourself in turn so you could like you know um, inspire other people yeah. um, so it's a you know it's, yeah. it's, it's a shitty thing to shit on like you know those people in general and to shit on millennials uh-huh. it's like again no, yeah. we're just trying our no, best out here <laughs> yeah yeah so with with the whole millennial conversation there so uh, a, goal, a Gallup poll I think this was in uh, let's see one I don't know what Let's see what year this was. I think this was 2020. Here, let me let me look up the date here. So the Gallup poll was that 20% of millennials say they've changed jobs within the past year, with more than three times the number of non-millennials report the same. Hmm. So, uh, so uh, essentially, millennials are three times more likely to change a job within a year than non-millennials and by non-millennials oh so gen z too okay that's that's gen z that's anyone and this one i think was interesting i don't have the i think the date i think it was this year i'm pretty sure that um the date for that article was this year so all right uh, so that's a that's a really recent millennials yeah so and then 60 percent of millennials say they are open to a different opportunity uh which is 15 percent higher than other non-millennial groups Hmm. and 36 percent report that they will look for a job in the next 12 months if the job market improves so interesting so then so so more than a third of millennials are not planning to stay in a job more than a year and then uh, it also found that 29 percent of millennials are engaged at work meaning only about three in 10 are emotionally and behavioral connected to their job. So, so about a third of millennials, less than a third of millennials want to stay in their job. More than a third are planning to leave in the next year. And then that means that at least a third of millennials just don't know. don't know what the fuck they want to do and you know what that actually like the majority of millennials it's that makes sense i think no can, yeah um because uh-huh. yeah. like let's start out like, which is honestly like yeah yeah when you think about it two th- a third of people not knowing what the hell they want to do isn't i wouldn't say that's uncommon and uh so and uh and then, then in the majority of of millennials, fifty five percent 
they say are not engaged, leading all other generations in this category of work engagement. So I guess apparently all other generations are engaged in their work primarily, and millennials just aren't for some reason. And, you know, the main reason for that is because, like, we're too busy, like, thinking about avocado toast and what you post on our Instagram, <laughs> uh, obviously. Um, I think you're but no, right. Yeah, That's but like, uh, what it was. <laughs> yeah. but what what I do think it boils down to. Um, so let's start with like the older generations, like leading on down to us, and we'll get to Gen Z. Uh-huh. Um, so like the older generations, like leading up to the millennials, and like you could go back like through history and like look look at economic trends. But you know the price of like you know the profit, not the price, but like uh-huh. the trend, like when when businesses made more money. Um. And I think this changed uh-huh. right around the time when, like, you know, Reaganomics took over. Uh, but they used to insure, and, like, right. you know, uh, I think it was Jimmy Carter policies, actually, where, like, you know, he would tax um, corporations, like, 90%, unless, like, they invested back into, like, their uh, their companies. Um, so what that turned huh, into okay. is uh, they, they, needed to rap- they would rapidly expand and give, like, their employees, like, more money so they didn't get, like, you know, like, taxed a bunch, which worked out because, like, as they became oh, successful, as the companies that. became successful, uh, the, like, the prices, um, the salaries would rise with it. Um, that changed when, like, Reagan mm-hmm. took office. Like, he, like, he cut, like, the corporate tax rates. And then at that point, like, you know, there was... They, they had no no more incentive to like invest back into their their company their employees they could just like pocket or give it to their shareholders mm-hmm. um so like things kind of like stagnated um so like the generations like leading up to the millennials like you know of, of course they were loyal to their companies their companies like were giving them like yeah. enough to get by like you didn't need a college degree and like you know uh-huh. you would just like start um, and they would pay you well, and they would yeah. take care of you. You could buy a house, you could start a family, you could save up, retire, take trips, all that great shit. Um, then you get to like our generation, and like we like grew up, and I, I'm sure you did too. Like growing up, like hearing like stories of like you know how great our economic system is, how like you know retirement is right, like yeah. you know a for sure thing that um, you just need to like work hard mm-hmm. and you'll reap the benefits. Just get a degree. Um, and you'll be successful. That's just not the case right. today. Um, like a lot it's of, not. a lot of, yeah. <laughs> like uh, unless you get into like the right industry, which is you like have to be very specialized. You have to be very specialized. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, yeah, yeah, just like even like having like a degree these days like doesn't necessarily like, guarantee it because like that was like pushed so hard on us. Like it, it was no longer like, a, oh, he's like you know a specialist. It's like. Well, no shit. It's like a high school diploma now. Like you know, <laughs> you don't have a like you know good fucking luck. Um, and I do think that like you no, know, our generation is like you know we have seen the lies. Like you know, we we've seen through like the uh, the Great Wizard of Oz or whatever, and it's just like a greedy little man behind, behind the curtain pulling the levers. Uh, and I think a lot of us are done. So like. Of course, we're not going to have loyalty to a place that wants to pay us like seventeen dollars an hour for like it, like uh, for like five years of work experience and uh, you know two degrees or whatever. You know, obviously exaggerating, but not too much. Like a lot of places, mm-hmm. they require all these things, and they don't really make it worth your while. But because you know people need money, they they lowball. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of that also does tie into like unions, like they've been demonized so much in our uh, in our history. Mm-hmm. Uh, when like I yeah. I don't get it because like these are like people that are saying everybody deserves like a chance to live, but you know here in the United States, you know you want you know you for a lot of people, not everybody. Like you know, say you're, you're a union member, they'll look at you like you know, oh you fucking commie, you, you socialist. I know, just, <laughs> just want to be able to get paid. I mean, I think um, I think that the the big thing, the, the the negative connotation that unions have, I think, has to do more with how the mob used unions in the past to all right. further their own advances. That's true. Yeah, um, I mean, like they did because um, it totally happened. It totally happened. Like, oh, absolutely. Um, and like even what's, a lot of like unions, like. Oh, who? Al, Al, Al Capone? Uh, so there's or... a mob boss. It wasn't Al Capone. Uh, he was, he was like in this, I think he died in the 60s. He was a, he was a big, big union guy. And he was like a massive. I know massive who you're talking about, but like, name? yeah, that, like, like, I'm like yeah. drawing a blank. But yeah. No, that, uh. His name. But I got a, I got a, a question for you on like on that front. Uh-huh. Would you rather it be like yeah. a um, because like a union should be like a union of the working class, a union of the people. So would you rather a um, a uh, you know a big fat like a mafia member like you know was influencing them, or would you rather it be like some like slimy like politician? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> I would rather have the big mafia guy. <laughs> Honestly, me too. <laughs> because, because, because those guys—they always have some motive other than just money. Yeah, I mean, like, there's always something he else. Grew up in like the streets, do, and you know? he's uh, he's got a yeah, big power yeah, yeah, back yeah. to the people. It's like I, I gotta protect my family. <laughs> exactly. <know? laughs> that's that's what it's like. That's what it's like. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I would I would rather have someone in the mob running a, a union than some slimy. Right, because like you know, like a lot of like, and I, I you know I do want to say I'm not I'm gonna say it. It feels like a lot of like uh like of the established like political parties. It's almost like its own like uh-huh. its own little cult or own little like gang because like they're just like, trying to benefit them and like their people. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but like you know, like w- w- what's a little bit different between like let's say the mafia and let's say like like the GOP. Um, yep, that's that's right. The the grand old party, Jr. Mm-hmm. The the grand old party. Uh, where I think there's like a difference <laughs> is like you know the GOP like a hundred percent. It's all making them and they're like they're rich over like corporate overlords like money. And the mafia, they actually care about like uh-huh. the the people on the street. Like they will go out of their way to like protect communities, um, to make sure like the crime rate in their communities low because they're policing it. So like they actually care. They they, right. they do terrible, terrible things. Absolutely. Um, uh-huh. but yeah. like bottom line, like they seem to have some like sick, sick love for people. You know, it's like it's yeah, it's tainted. Exactly. It's a tainted yeah, love. It's like- but like they, they still have it, yeah. Um, until like you cross, yeah. <laughs> then you're dead. Very, but almost, 
almost cultish, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Both, um, both in political parties and and in the mob, which is funny because I feel like they're very. I mean, they're very similar in 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 some respects. Yeah, I agree. Um, but still, the mob probably has more more. There's more value and more respect given. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like you know, and like political <laughs> parties, they they are more than like yeah. ready to like throw like one of their own under the under the bus. Um, I mean, like an example, yeah. not to, like you know, really yeah. like delve into like you know, current events too much, but uh, like the insurrection. Mm-hmm. What was that? January six. Uh huh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Mike Pence, who was like you know the the former vice president, like. Yeah. They wanted to like drag him out and hang him. They had oh, a yeah. gallows ready. They hated him. And uh you know up yeah. to this point like up until like he started like you know not like completely agreeing with Trump, um uh, you know they were all right with him. They they liked Mike Pence. Like oh he was for like you know those gay conversion like uh-huh. camps. Like oh he's uh, he's yeah. a good boy. But as yeah, soon yeah, yeah, as yeah, he stepped fine. out of line and said Hey, maybe we should like, be doing this specific <laughs> thing. They were ready to hang him. Holy shit! Well, yeah, and and it, and how is that different than the mob? Ooh, actually, that's a great I question. I, I like, I no no because if you no you're like, right like it's a mob, you know you have your you have your you know. Um, your godfather or whatever yes and then anyone below that if they if they step out of line if they say anything against the godfather they are right yeah they're (laughs) they're done and that's (laughs) they're done you know you got a horse's head in the bed right yeah yeah. uh it's yeah it's like it's so it's so funny because you're totally right it's it's so much like a mob mentality where which is if a Which scary is so funny thing. When, when you think about the word mob, I've always thought of it as, you know, just a big group of people mm-hmm. gathered, you know, that are just ruckusing around. Which is true, right? That's what yeah, mob yeah. Is. But then, but then the mob also, in the criminal organizational sense, is a group of people that have usually a hierarchy. Yeah, and yet. They tend to act the same as a mob of people. Yeah, yeah. No, like the, I think you're right. It's, yeah, it's, it's uh, not. It's not necessarily about all of the rules all the time, but it's about if if certain things are out of line. Right. Yeah. Like there's like certain exactly like things that like you know you cannot like yeah you cannot cross we'll and then what happens and like everybody like <laughs> yeah. you know they start to like a chimp out and it's uh it's it's over so, so, somebody's sleeping with the fishes yeah exactly <laughs> um and but you know thinking about it like you know that's yeah. like a interesting i wouldn't even say like a thought experiment but like an interesting thing to like kind of like ponder mm-hmm. like you know we've looked at like you know a criminal organization and we've like looked at like you know established like legal like you know governmental party, a political party. <laughs> sorry, not even like governmental. Um, yeah. And you see like how people like uh-huh. on these both ends of the spectrum how they behave, and is that is that just like a human trait where like you know people like group up, um, and then like when somebody like crosses, they're like you know for lack of a better word, they're God, they're a. Uh, 
they're going to yeah. um, cause some hell. Because, like, how dare you? Yeah. I mean, that's... For like, mm. thousands of years, that's how I think the world ran. That's how the world worked. And, and you know what? Like, with, with... You know, to, like, a lesser extent, not necessarily, like, killing people or anything like that, but to tie it back into, like, the topic that we started on, like, you know, work-life balance, like, you know, corporation um like mm-hmm. in the corporate world you like cross like let's say like some ceo maybe like you know you call him out for like lying during like a, a like in some like conference or like some meeting or something like that yeah or you expose things yeah. that the business has been doing like let like under the table or kind of shady like you know business dealings like you're done uh they're going to make sure that they fire uh-huh. your ass and they will probably try their damnedest to yeah. make sure you never find like line of work like that again, because <laughs> you cross the Godfather. Exactly. And so, so this is a crazy thought here. Yeah. Is previously the driving force of cultures and countries was religion, right? That's that's how. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes, function, you know. If you look at if you look at uh, China or like India, the the Hindu caste system was a huge part of how they operated things. That's how wars were yeah. started and and um, kind of managed. And then if you look at you know Western European culture, everything was based on Catholicism and what that happened. You look at the Middle East and North Africa, all of that was dominated by Islam and their own belief systems. You have Israel, which was dominated by Judaism, which had its own, you know, if you read the Bible, it has its own, you know, yeah, set of violent like, yeah, rules, like history. And like, yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. And so now, in the, especially in the U.S. And, and probably worldwide, too, what is what's the determining factor for why people do things? I think we're going to come to the same conclusion on this. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's money. It's money, right? That's what, like, yeah. um. So is is. <laughs> and you so know, what, what's funny? Like you, uh, you, you like hit on this it's earlier. New, I mean, like you, you yeah. were talking about like, um, you know, you read the Bible, um, for um, like you no know, Judaism, and they got their own like set of violent rules, but uh. Right. You know, I, I think it was a proverb. Um, and, like, you know, it's the love of money is the root of all evil. Um, and, like, mm-hmm. even if you don't agree with everything in, like, you know, the Bible, I think that one, like, rings pretty true across, you know, all yeah. cultures, all religions, like, every path of life. It's the yeah. love of money is the root of all evil. Um, yeah. People want to know why like, things are such a shit show th- these days. It's because, like, you know, we've stopped caring about, like, the individual, and we've, like, started focusing on money too much. Mm-hmm. You're right. It, well, it is the new God. I think, I, I think that if you – I think if you look at any religion, at least any of those major religions, mm-hmm. they're all very, very clear on material possessions being not good. Right. Yeah, I mean, like – And so it's yeah. almost – I wonder I – wonder, I wonder if those religions were a precursor to say, hey, guys, if you don't do this, if you don't have this religious belief to impact how you guys fight and conquer 
and do everything in your lives, then money will become the new that. So instead of religion being the purpose for why we're doing essentially what I would say, what I think many people would say were evil things. Mm-hmm. You've you when you get rid of religion, money is the only other religion out there. You know, if you don't if you don't have any other belief system, if you don't have anything else that's telling you or driving you into what you do and how you believe things, money would be the primary source of your beliefs and your drive. And so hmm. maybe maybe they were like they were, they were trying to warn us, you know, hey, if you don't do this, if you start going the money route, it's the root of all evil. Yeah, and, you know, maybe maybe they were right. I don't know. I don't. It's an that interesting crazy? thought. Is that, is that too? Now I'm here for it. I I, I, I love know. hearing I all know. the different like, thoughts I, I and ideas. Like I think it makes sense. Uh, yeah. So actually, like yeah. that kind of like brought up like a question in my mind, and it's it's not fully formed yet. So let me try to like you know bumble through this. Um, mm-hmm. Bumble away. Let's see. <laughs> You know what? I had it, and now it's gone. It was something about money and oh, no. religion, and God dang it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, here uh, we go. No, 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 no. Here yeah. we go. Oh, here so, we go. I got it. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's yeah, back. Yeah. It's back. So we were talking about, like, you know, like, you know, previously for, like, a lot of, like, uh, like violent, like, conflicts, like, the excuses have been, like, God or gold. Uh-huh. Um, yes. Yeah. And I don't know, just a thought, but like, do you think those are just like things that we need to like, you know, things that we like, we pin it on. It's like, oh, we are so violent because like, oh, it's because of religion or we were so violent um, because it was about like money. But maybe like, we're just like violent because like people are terrible. You know, and make, maybe, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> maybe it doesn't matter what it's about. Like, people just want to be terrible, like, when it comes right down to it. I don't know. No, you're right. But but money and religion are really easy excuses. Exactly. Yeah, see, that's what I'm getting at. Like, it's it's an excuse, like, people will use. Yeah. Um, in order yeah. to, like, you know, do these things. people will be right. People have, or humans have, this propensity for violence. It's crazy, yeah. So, <laughs> the, the 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 real thing is not. I mean, uh, it's it's so yeah. So it's not about what drives the violence. It's the fact that we are just violent, right? And I think a part of humanity, though. Is that we like to find excuses for things, right? Yeah, because like we don't and like we can blame it. We don't like having we can blame the, yeah. it on money or. Yeah, if we can blame it on money or religion, then why not? So, uh, hey, you know, it's there. You know, there, like a lot of like, you know, instead of us saying that we're just terrible. <laughs> no, no I, I think you're right. Like you look at like a bunch of like ancient like stories and cultures. Like you know, one of like the the underlining themes is that like, uh, you know, there's like some great evil that like has poisoned the minds of men. Um, which is a great mm-hmm. thought, but maybe we're just like fucked up and like <laughs> we gotta we gotta pretend exactly. we gotta pretend there's like something like you know some like dark lord or some uh, serpent or some um you know like whatever that that that's out there that is yeah. like trying to like pollute the minds of men. Maybe we're just like bad. 
So here's so here's something else that I think you're gonna. I think this this is gonna make a lot of sense. Okay. Yes. Kind of connect yes. Yes. Things. Yes. Let's go. So I, I, you know, I was um, I was reading more about baby boomers and millennials. Okay. Right, because baby boomers are like notorious for just trashing us, right? Yes. So even though they are uh, trash themselves, according to according to um, it's like the I think it's the oh, let's see what is the what what is this source here? It's a government. It's a government. So it is. It's the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Okay, says that in individuals born in the latter years of the baby baby boom. That was 1957 to 1964, held an average of 12.4 jobs. Okay. From ages 18 to 54, nearly half of these jobs were held from the ages of 18 to 24. So if you look at the statistical evidence, millennials and baby boomers are 0.2 years different. So that's funny. That's like really funny. Or and this and and the same amount of job uh consistency or um oh what is what's the other word like um like dr- drive or whatever as baby boomers it's statistically we have the same exact drive but because we're younger or for some reason i don't know what it is exactly Whatever it is, we're trashed on for not keeping jobs and all this kind of stuff. Whereas, but if you look at the data, baby boomers and millennials have the exact, n- nearly the exact same um, demographics. You know, this is like some heavy shit which to reflect totally, upon. Which, which totally fits with your point that hey maybe as humans we're just shitty right i mean like you know just want to make excuses for for why we're shitty and so baby boomers they go well the reason that they're shitty is because they're millennials right yeah but the fact is baby boomers were just as shitty statistically at least as millennials were so there's like there's no difference (laughs) there's no so you know the the difference is that there's an excuse. Right. Yeah, no, that's – like I do yeah. find that funny. A little bit of a sobering thought too, which is like, damn, because, uh-huh. uh, you know, up till this point, like I was thinking, oh, like, you know, we're just like – we don't like buy the corporate Kool-Aid. You know, we, we're just like aware uh-huh. of the lies and like all that – like all that bullshit. But, like – and uh-huh. here's the evidence that like, you know, that's that's just not the case, I guess – yeah. Like looking at the statistics, I guess, uh, yeah, and like this will probably—I ha- yeah. I was going to get to generations Generation Z too, but um, you know, that's—I guess mm-hmm. that's just what people do. Like you can't like it—it's human nature. Like you switch a bunch as like a kiddo, and then like you find something and you like settle into it because it's consistent. Like you want to start a family, you got the bills to pay, and you just like stick with it. Um, and I'm sure. I'm sure down the line, now that like we know this fact that uh, you know, the same thing is going to happen with Gen Z. Um, hopefully, hopefully the millennials don't like to know shit talk them because like we know mm-hmm. we all know how bad that feels. Um, but like they'll probably yeah. cop around a bunch and like settle into a, root- a routine too. That's uh, that's too bad. I don't like being a statistic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, so uh, this is an- another interesting one. So Gen Xers. Which are that was before uh, the boomers, know, the, the generation, 
that's 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 after the boomers. Okay, after the boomers and bef- and before millennials. So that would be our parents' generation, then, correct? Uh, I mean, my mine are boomers, but depending. So let's see. <laughs> well, how old uh, Gen- how old are your folks? Gen X. My parents were born in nineteen sixty two. Okay. So Gen Gen X is nineteen sixty five to nineteen eighty. Okay. According to one of these, uh, Gen X had the lowest tenure for age groups. However, and this is interesting, was the median tenure for twenty five to thirty four year olds was two point seven years. It was one point one years for twenty to twenty four year olds, which is if I remember reading the data correctly, I think it's actually 0.2 years higher than boomers. Interesting. So 0.2. So they're so 0.2. The, I think that oh, mm-hmm. so overall, I think that the it looks like at least for the younger years, Gen Xers actually had longer tenure at jobs than than baby boomers, but they had more. And they also had more than uh, millennials. That's interesting. Really, that's uh... that's kind of interesting to me. Yeah. And what, what, like, what are like some conclusions that you can draw from that? Like, I'm trying to like think of like you know why that would be. You have any like thoughts on that? I have. I don't. I don't know. I I don't like. I don't know what this information means. Other than that, maybe. I you could you could maybe say that well because. Gen Xers, when they were younger, had a longer tenure. It makes millennials look lazier or like or less committed to work and, because hmm. we had a higher, you know, because the the class before us or the generation before us decided to keep jobs longer. And, so baby boomers aren't; they're not comparing themselves right to millennials. They're comparing, they're comparing like comparing their... Gen Xers to millennials. Classic boomer move, am I right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, that's totally classic boomer. But move. like thinking of like you know like um like the statistic that you just shared, like you know it could be that like you know because of like the technology and like all the advancements that have been made, like there are more job opportunities like open that were open to like millennials opposed to like what Gen X had. So like they they stuck with like things longer mm-hmm. because like there just wasn't as many opportunities. Opposed like to millennials, yeah. where like there's more opportunities, so like you're going to like try to pursue them, because uh-huh. um, why not? Um, I don't know. Like I'd have to like do some research on that, but that's like something that I think could be a a possibility. Well, so here's another thing: is so if you were born in 1965, uh, Jimmy Carter, like notoriously, his the economics during his administration were like terrible right like they had the gas shortages all that kind of stuff like the economy during jimmy carter's administration was just absolute garbage i'm not saying it was because of his fault or anything like that it just happened to be that that was he was just it was just garbage then and so carter was president from uh 77 to 81 and then if if millennial or if gen xers were born 65 to 80 then the like the i guess that would have been maybe a little that would have been a little bit after that let's see 
emergency. So I think you could like give like it a little bit of time because like policies in the government usually take like times like bleed through. That would have been uh, that would only would have been sixteen years. So uh huh. So so okay. So then Reagan was eighty one to eighty nine, and during that time. Uh, Gen Xers would have been, they would have been like 16 through, 16 to 24. Okay. Which could explain why they had longer tenure because also notoriously the economy during Reagan's administration was pretty good. Like, which is, I think, why he won his second election because those first four years that he was president, the economy was, from my understanding, was booming so if you look at that if the, so if, i if the i do want to point booming, out uh-huh really quickly that just because like the economy was booming doesn't mean that it was like, necessarily good for like the uh you know like the the average man um if that makes any sense oh no um, no like so what i'm saying is that if the economy was good from 81 to 89 Okay. And you have Gen Xers, which were, you know, 15 to 24 years old or 16 to 24 years old, which is the, the time frame that we were looking at. Right. They had the highest tenure during that period. So okay. it's possible that the only reason that they had a higher tenure at jobs was because the economy was better. Okay. I mean, yeah, that would actually make sense. Which is, once again, that's not that's not a product of their, you know, birth or anything like that. It's just the fact that if they if they started working during a time when the economy was doing better, right? Then clearly they would probably stay at their jobs longer because they had they made more money or or you know. Yeah, I mean that that would make sense. Yeah, but like, yeah, you're right. Like they can't pretend that that was on them. Um, that was just mm-hmm. like the way like the. Uh, I don't know, like what? Who is it in the government Which, that like deals with all like the uh, economic policies, like the Fed? I think you know that was like due to like their yeah. policies, like the president's policy, and even like you know the pol- the president before them, like all these things like bleed through. So like, they just got lucky to yeah. be like born in an area, an era where like the economy was good. Exactly, and I don't. I'm not an economist. I have no idea how any of the economy stuff works. I just so. But but I do know that during the the eighties and at least in the U.S. that was like known to be a pretty good economy time. Yeah, and during um, uh, Jimmy Carter's administration, it was shit, <laughs> just garbage. Yeah, so th- which I don't, I have no idea if that has anything to do with how the government was working or anything like that. I just know that that's how it was. So like, and so. Uh- yeah, I'm like I'm no economist either, but like I think a lot of times like uh-huh. people are like looking at the economy, they're looking like you know GDP and like um, you know shit like that, uh-huh. uh, which can tell you like how much like money a country is making, um, but it doesn't like necessarily like right. tell you like how the individual is doing. Per capita, um, right? Yeah, since like I'm sure like right now in the United States, like you know GDP is probably like looking pretty good because we got like you no know, mcdonald's we got um you know uh amazon <laughs> we got like microsoft 
um, like all these like you know really like great corporations that make our economy look you know fantastic. Uh, Wall Street too, with like the stock trading and whatnot. Um, and again, it is fantastic for like a lot of like folks like you know on that side like who have the money who are doing the trading. Uh, but like you know the average like the average um, income in the United States right now, I think it's something like uh, it's either like thirty six or like forty thousand um, dollars, which is ultimately like not a whole awful lot. So here's an interesting thing. So um, Gini index is like a is a income inequality index that the uh, UN okay. uses. On this site that I'm using right here, it doesn't show from 1979 to 1991, which is really interesting to me. I don't know why it does do that. However, that being said, the the Gini index. So the lower the number, the lower inequality. The higher the number, the higher inequality. In 1979, the Gini index was 34.5, and in 1991, it was 38. And and then over over just a two-year period from 1991 to 1983, it went from 38 to 40.4. So from 79 to 91, in a 12-year period, it went up three and a half points. And then from 91 to 93 which is a two-year period, it went up 2.4 points. And we're looking at the... um, That's massive. At at the United States? So that's the amount of... uh, That's that's the U.S. uh, in a form of income inequality. So from 1991 to 1993, there was a, I would say, probably a massive change in income inequality like massive yeah sounds like it and so looking at that like from 1993 to 2018 it's only gone up one point so in 25 years let's see is that right three no 20 in 21 years is that right no no seven yeah, twenty in twenty five years, the the income inequality index has gone up by one point. Interesting. But from ninety one to ninety three, it went up more than two. And the other weird thing is that from in the seventies, so nineteen seventy four to nineteen seventy nine, the Gini index was dropping at a pretty like steady rate. So something happened in the 80s yeah, um, that increasingly changed the income inequality index. And the the interesting thing about the Gini is that generally speaking if you look at uh if you look at it in other countries if I remember correctly, I think that the larger the index the lower income or lower wealth the country has. So if you have a high index Gini, I may have said that wrong. So if you have a high high Gini, you generally have a higher economic like growth country. 
I see. So, so the bigger the disparity at, look, between the two at, groups, like the, the faster it's growing. Usually, yes. Hmm. So usually, the the larger the disparity, the larger the wealth. It seems interesting. So, like, if we look at the, and and that's not it's not always right. Right, right. But like, but, it's like a like a, uh, a rule see. of thumb, I guess. Um, oh, I could be wrong. Then let's see. Maybe not. Huh. Oh, maybe not then. I don't know. This is, it's, I don't know how to really, I don't know how it relates well then. Because, so the United States is 51 on the list. The Ukraine is 159. So maybe not. Maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't have to relate with the wealth. I don't, it just... It doesn't really. I don't think it means anything. Then. So, like, I I could be imagining this thought, um, which so, like, okay. Uh, so, I don't know. So here's here's I'll I'll just I'll give you a guess. Sure. Of, according according to this, here, the Gini index. I'll I'll name some countries and you guess which one is the top. Okay. So you have South Africa, Chile. Iran, and let's go with Italy. Which one do you think is at the top? So which one has the most inequality? You know, either South Africa or Iran. It's South Africa. Yeah. So South South Africa is, is at 63, but Iran... Is forty, hmm. and the U.S. is forty-one. Well, hold up, like forty-one point. Iran is forty. So, we're forty-one. Yeah. yeah. So the income inequality between the United States and Iran is one point five points. No, that's and that's interesting. We're 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 kind of surrounded in the list by Turkey, Djibouti, Cote d'Ivoire, which I probably said incorrectly. Argentina and Haiti. Those are like the kind of, those are the two countries that are above and below us in income inequality. If you look at, let's see if I can find Canada down here. Canada's probably so Canada has an income. They're thirty four. Ooh, I was off. So they're they're I would say significantly lower. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know really what. I don't think that in income inequality has really anything to do with how well a country does economically. I don't think it does. Yeah, that's a that's a good thought. Because um, we do have like one of the strongest like economies in the world. Exactly, but I mean, like we're I like think, we're sitting like forty one still... or something like that on the Gini index. Um, yeah, and I'm sure there's like so many factors that like we can't just yeah, like look at like yeah. one statistic and like you know like solve it. Um, there's like you know, and, and we do know that like you know all the um economies of the world are like so um so tangled up in like everyone else's economies, uh, which is like a big reason why like you know the United States and China don't want to go to war because like we rely so heavily on each other. 
uh, even if like you know each like state separately hates the other you you can't fight each other otherwise like you know both countries collapse um so there's so mm-hmm. many different like factors that like determine like you know how like how strong an economy is um so yeah just like looking at like you know the uh disparity between like you know rich and poor people that's just not that's just going to give us like part of the picture um of like why or like how a country is doing well but at the same time like it would also make sense that like a country that uh you know where there's some disparity that they're like probably growing more because like um some like people have like more money than than others so they're like maybe trying to invest that money back into their country in order to like more make more capital mm-hmm. for themselves which in turn like helps the, the their country uh but i don't know i mean this is all kind of uh coming out of my ass right here so so luxembourg has the highest gdp per capita luxembourg in the world and it's luxembourg it's like i think it's i think it's like in switzerland or close to it i believe but it's number 99 on the Gini index. Um, With the higher it is, the worse, though, right? And then the next... So, it's no, it's ranked 99th. Okay, okay, I gotcha. So, it has a, it has a, like, consider, like, considering the countries there, it's, it's on a lower side of income inequality. The next one, so Singapore is the the second highest gdp in in the world huh and singapore, singapore is 174th in gdp hmm so the income inequality in singapore is really low and it has the highest gdp in the world which probably essentially means that everyone in singapore is is wealthy right yeah um Ireland is number three in GDP, and it is one eighteen. So that's so uh, it's the third richest. Essentially, you could say it's the third richest country per capita, and it is ranked one hundred eighteenth on the Gini index. So it has low income inequality, but it makes a lot of money. So that also means like so essentially. Everyone in Ireland or a lot of people in Ireland have about the same amount of money and they have a lot of it. Interesting. Okay. All right. So just a little wrap up here now. Uh, We had a lot of technical difficulties uh, the past (laughs) few few minutes here. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Okay. So just, just a little wrap up here. Uh, Thanks so much for thanks so much for taking your time here to join me on this wonderful uh, technical difficulties full podcast that I've started here. Um, any any last comments or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, like we started talking about like uh, the whole like you know work life balance thing, then we kind of uh-huh. like. You know, we like we kind of like took a couple like branching paths off of that, um, yeah. which is fine. Like that's what I love about conversations is they branch uh-huh. out. Like it doesn't yeah. have to like stay on the same thing, nor should they stay on the same topic the entire mm-hmm. time. But just to like wrap it all up in like a pretty little bow and like bring it back to the whole topic <laughs> of like work life balance. Um, you know, 
ultimately nobody wants to work. You know, yeah. like if we yeah. all have the opportunity to just like live leisurely, like we probably all would. Uh-huh. Um, but I just want to say, like, just recognize that like work is like something that is essential. It helps the individual. It helps your society uh, for the most part, depending on the position that you're in. Right. Um, but, you know, everybody needs to work. But at the same time, like, you need to um, hold yourself in more esteem than you do your workplace. Yeah. Bottom line, that. like, you should be loyal to yourself yes. and not yeah. to your corporation. So yeah. make time to, like, live your life. You exactly. know, w- w- what are people passionate about? If you're passionate about painting, find the time to paint. If you're yeah. passionate about hiking, find the time to hike. Yeah. If you're passionate about like you know, being a big fucking nerd and like playing video games, like <laughs> play your video games. Like yeah. it's your life. Like work is necessary so you can live life. Work is exactly. not life. It gives you the resources to like live. Exactly. Um so just like I would encourage everybody just like keep that in mind. Um you're not stuck in a position. You could always quit. You have that power, you have that right. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't let anybody like you no know, try to like pretend otherwise because that exactly. at the end of the day, yeah. I mean, like if we're lucky, we get what ninety years on this planet. Mm-hmm. Why would he want to live like the same year over and over and over and over until we're dead? Like, no. go out, experience life, enjoy it. We got a short time, so like we might as well make it a party. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you can do those things like hiking and art and playing video games for work. Then yeah, go right for it because go for I'm it. Not, yeah, it's like, not uh, a lot of yeah, people to uh, say that they can do that, yeah the exact thing that they love and get paid for it. Not even a job at that point, you know. That's the lifestyle. Yep. yep, exactly. All right, man. That was that was a great conversation. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. to have, I can't wait to have another one with you. Hopefully, with fewer technical difficulties. Yeah, next time I'll just use um, my other rig, like my uh, my shitty little laptop that like yeah. has. Actually, both my laptops are shitty. Uh, this one, like, <laughs> it's more powerful, but the camera's broken. Yeah, I uh, just yeah. for whatever reason, the other uh-huh. one was working fine up until like the last twenty minutes. Then it decided yeah. that like, yeah, it didn't love me no more. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I would love to be back. Uh, oh yeah, you know, absolutely. I love talking to you. Love the conversations that we have. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it's been great, man. Have a good night. Uh, <laughs> All right. Talk to, talk to you again soon. All right, everybody, that was Gray Justice. I just want to thank him again for joining on the What Comes Around podcast. I'm hoping to have a few more episodes coming out the next couple months, so everybody stay tuned, and I'll see you next time.